Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of Monday Morning Movies with myself and my co-host, Brett Murphy from BamTube TV and Cinemania World. Brett, how are you? Doing pretty good this morning, Dwayne. I'm happy to be back. Another Monday Morning Movies, our second consecutive week. So, you know, we're, we're getting back in action. So I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to get into another show. More importantly, though, how are you doing this morning? I am doing good. You know, I'm all right. I'm in uh, a little busy, but, you know, I'm, it's like good busy. It's not like stress busy. A little bit of stress, but it's not like, you know, it, it, it's good. It's good. We're good. Um... We have a lot to get into today. Uh, it's March 1st, so it's the start of a new month, fresh slate for everyone. And uh, we have a lot of things to look forward to. And this, I can't recall the last time this happened as far as things to look forward to, uh, you know, since Definitely. like the pandemic started. Uh, so I'm super pumped to get into today's stuff. We're just going to, once again, go through some questions, uh, from the, uh, you know, from the listeners once again, as well as go through a couple of news topics. Um, let's start with, I'll stay, I'll save the, uh, Golden Globes talk for tonight's live, but, um, let's start with the, let's start with the Superman news from, what was it? Friday, I believe. Um, yeah, Henry so. Cavill gone. Well, not they announced a new reboot and that it's going to be a new new someone's someone new is going to be cast as Superman. Looks like they want a yeah. black actor, uh, which I'm totally fine with, of course. Um, but this, you know, it's a new kind of reboot. It's a refresh of Superman. We kind of had rumors and speculations about this, but they announced it this themselves. And uh, uh, we have uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who's writing the script, and we have J.J. Abrams producing. So I was very disappointed, although I love the idea of a black, super, uh, you know, a black Superman. I also don't trust Warner Brothers when it comes to that kind of stuff as, as far as making things go well. But I was kind of frustrated. No, I was frustrated uh, because I feel like it was not his fault as far as like why Superman wasn't clicking. And it just, I don't know. What did you, I know you were really, you were really um, taken aback by this as well when the news came out. So I wanted to get your thoughts before we get into everything else on that alone. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I'm totally agreeing with you right now. I think it's an exciting idea, the prospect of having a black Superman, and I think it's an interesting thing. I also think it's a good idea to weed out a lot of the people that we know we don't want in our lives, because you can see a lot of angry people with this news. But regardless, I am very disappointed that Henry Cavill isn't going to get another shot. I mean, obviously, Man of Steel, very divisive. Batman v Superman, even more so. Everyone seems to share pretty much the same feelings on Justice League, and I guess we'll get a bit more of them in the Snyder Cut. But the guy deserved so much more. I mean, in my mind, he's the perfect embodiment of the character, and I wanted a Man of Steel sequel. I'm perfectly okay with keeping the same like producer and writer combo, but why not give us a Man of Steel 2? It doesn't even have to be in the same vein necessarily as the other ones, because obviously you're still getting movies like Birds of Prey, which was confirmed to be a part of the quote-unquote Snyderverse. We got Shazam. Yeah. And Black Adam's coming out. And everyone wants Henry Cavill in these movies. Now, I guess 
there's still the possibility we're going to have multiple Batmans. We're going to have multiple Jokers at the same time. Um, likely multiple other characters when that Flash movie eventually hits. So there still is a possibility of getting Cavill to show up in movies like Black Adam or Shazam 2 or something like that. But, uh, man, he deserved a fair shot. He did not yeah. get it. I mean, we're talking almost a decade since Man of Steel came out. It's been eight years since Man of Steel and we never yeah. got a sequel, and that's all people ever wanted. That's We didn't want Batman v Superman. We didn't want Justice League so quickly. We wanted Man of Steel 2. We still want Man of Steel 2. We never got it, and, and Cavill just, you know, he deserved a trilogy of his own, and it just, you know, it seems likely to never happen now. Dude, I got to tell you, um, like I got to be 100% kind of forward. Well, I was thinking about this the other day when this started, I don't know how it would work, and I know think I don't think it would, it would ever happen, given that it's Warner Brothers' biggest like one. It's like Warner Brothers' biggest IP as far as the DC characters, dude. I would love another studio to just take the the helm of this universe. It is such a disaster oh, here. It's, yeah, I agree. It is such a disaster. No, I'm not saying Disney geeks, but it's <laughs> such a disaster as far as. What is happening here? Are we rebooting? Are we not rebooting? Are we soft rebooting these people? Are we kind of getting rid of them? Are we keeping them? We have Aquaman 2 coming. We have Shazam 2 coming. Wonder Woman 3 was greenlit. But yet we're going to reboot everything with Flash. And then bring in other new characters for other, you know, heroes like Batman and superman we have another separate batman universe with matt reeves we had another universe of joker with his own movie this is such a mess like it, it's a mess and it's and it, every week or every month i feel like i'm hearing about another reboot with this universe suicide squad the suicide squad yeah uh it's a soft reboot but harley quinn is staying what <laughs> it's it's such a mess and this is why this is why a lot of audience just says do not care about this universe you know and i get so angry you know from like hero hour and other shows and even past uh morning movie shows you know how i feel and i'm i love oh, yeah. these characters i say this ad nauseum i feel like i've said this a thousand times as far as how much i love these characters and i just want you to give them a chance because people maybe there was a small select people who were like oh i'm not buying henry cavill as whatever but but who? That's what I want to know. All of them, <laughs> yeah. All of the people that was talked that the critics that were talking about Man of Steel and or BVS, that doesn't mean that they didn't like the people who were playing the characters. They just didn't like the vision of those movies. You know, of course, you have people who like them, like a you and and whoever else. But and that's completely fine. But if you're going back to the majority of of audiences none of them really complained about the people who are playing it they just complained about the story yeah so i that's why i said i never thought it was cavill's fault because i liked cavill a lot as superman and i thought he was so i thought his future as with the character was so promising when i saw him at the end of justice league 
the first, you know, the monstrosity of that was. Yes, yeah. Besides the mustache. But when I saw <laughs> him being Superman, witty and charismatic and opening up his shirt at the last shot and, 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 and racing with Flash, I was like, oh, bro, this is Superman. Like, this is Superman. I can't wait to see who's going to do his movie. Before I, before I found out that he was, a, he was an asshole, I was like, dude, a Joss Whedon bright, bright Superman movie would be awesome. Or like a mm-hmm. whoever else. The problem was never Cavill. It was the story, and it was the fact that right after his first movie, you're you're, you're rushing him into a into a battle movie with another hero that makes no sense, you know. And man, this I would love for like I'm not even saying a Sony would probably ruin this this universe too, but I don't know a Universal or a something. This universe is like. It needs something, you know. It, it needs just direction. It needs something. I don't know if it needs a uh, 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 changing of the guards again, but the universe needs. There's just no consistency. It needs and you a know, Kevin Feige. It, it need, and I hate to say that, but <laughs> it does. And this universe is so reactionary on what's trendy and what's people talking about right now. And this, that, and the third, and this is why the box office is not spectacular. You have like the little hits, like uh, Aquaman did a billion, and then Joker, which was like a it's standalone thing, did so much money. But I think that's just because of the character of Joker and because of the controversy. But this is, it just feels like. I don't know, like, you know, with Birds of Praise, box office, Wonder Woman 1984 did okay, even though it's pandemic, but like, you know, it didn't do like amazing as far as like all of that surrounding it. And I'm just, because this is, the studio was such a mess and it's so just not consistent. And I was, you know, I was going back with like, I was going back to videos of the Avengers Endgame box office, you know, that 357 million uh, opening weekend and it was like a news channel it wasn't like you know like a like a youtuber or whatever right it was like it was like abc news uh they were they were reporting on the box office and then they were going around getting interviews and one of the like box office analysts i forget which channel it was, it was like nbc or something he was like he was they were like why do you think this movie made so much he was like you know i think it's because the people with this when it comes to these movies these marvel movies they have they have inflicted trust with the fans and their move and the fans know what they're going to get. And they're, and they're, they're all consistent movies and they all are surround the same kind of end game kind of story. You know, you can have an Ant-Man and the Wasp or a winter soldier do its own thing as far as a movie or a black Panther do its own thing yeah. in the movie. But at the forefront, they're all, all the movies are working to a goal, whether, you know, whether it's the end credit scene, whether it's an end credit scene, whether it's something, everyone knows that, okay, Ragnarok's end credit scene is leading into the next movie or the next big team up movie or Black Panther mid, you know, end credit scene ends with, uh, ends with Winter Soldiers getting his arm back. And, you know, it's, it's leading into the universe and everyone trusts that and fans have gotten so, What's the word I'm looking for? They've gotten so invested with these characters. How do you expect someone to be invested with a character that you rebooted like 85 times? Batman <laughs> yeah, or no. Superman. How do you expect them to be invest- invested? 
how do you expect fans to be invested in like a, a Wonder Woman and then she she shows up to a, in a random movie and all that stuff? But just how do you expect people to be invested with these characters that that you keep changing and you keep taking out and putting in and rebooting and 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 uh and flash you know flashpoint you know it just doesn't make any sense so i don't know it's just really strange um yeah uh, what do you what do you hope one of the fan questions that we had was uh will, will he ever return as superman again like how how would that work i hope but uh what do you think with that uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I really do hope so that it does happen. Like I said, I think the guy deserves so much more than he got. In my mind, he is the perfect person to play the role. Um, but the only way I can see it is in the capacity, like I was kind of describing earlier, like maybe he might show up in Shazam 2, maybe in a Black Adam. But aside from that, we know that he, I think it was already confirmed that he isn't going to be in the Flash movie. So that's off the table, but that, that's really the only capacity I could see because I know that yeah. both Henry Cavill and Dwayne Johnson were really pushing for a Black Adam and Superman mm-hmm. face-off. Then, of course, mm-hmm. I think it would he would fit in well with Shazam. I think we had too, that like yeah. half cameo where he just didn't have a head, but it was definitely the Cavill suits. Um, other than yeah. that, though, I mean, the future of DC and all of their projects are so uncertain that I really don't know you know, I can't with confidence say like, oh, he could fit into this movie or that movie because we really don't know what's coming up for DC, right? Like we know those couple movies. Uh, we know what Wonder Woman 3 for sure. Other than that, w- what do we know, right? The Batman, he's not going to show up there. Yeah, you know? Batman's separate. And listen, I, uh, man, Matt Reeves must have been like, bro, I, no, I'm not doing this universe thing. I just want to make Batman. And I think fine. so too. <laughs> you know, it's completely fine. And I, and I wouldn't blame directors who come on doing that and stuff but uh yeah you just don't know because man i'm not an exec or i'm not a, i'm not a person who who can uh set up these universal can tell you how but um i just think they're focused on they're so much they're so focused on trying to differentiate themselves from the other studios that are doing connective stuff that a lot of this is it's just throw whatever at the wall and whatnot and yeah see what sticks type and it's thing. Just, it's see what sticks i mean it does not ma- it does not make any sense how does i haven't seen the super side the super side oh my god i haven't <laughs> seen the suicide squad yet with james gunn yeah out of all of those characters in that movie you pick peacemaker for the tv show what he must I, really impress in this movie because I John Cena, you know, he's a charismatic guy, but he is not like a top tier actor. Like, can he really carry a show yeah. on his own? Peacemaker. <laughs> and I'm listen, I'm all about the third world kind of heroes that no one really knows about. A lot of general audiences did not know about Guardians of the Galaxy. But at least when Guardians came out, they had about six characters that people you know, as far as movies that people knew about and stuff. And then, okay, let's go a little more not on brand Marvel and let's go with the Guardians, right? You know, because before yeah. Guardians in 2014, you had still had Thor and Cap and these people and that person and whoever. This universe is not established yet for a Peacemaker TV show. It just makes, any, it just makes a lick of sense. So, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I was super excited after even after like Shazam and Aquaman, I was like, oh man, the direction of this universe is like so great. I I get it. You know, Superman's gonna be bubbly again. He's gonna have a new director. Let's call it Man of Tomorrow, and let's just big up this Superman. Let's get a Batman. Okay, Affleck is out. That's fine. Let's get a new Batman in. But then I'm hearing like, okay, we want a new Batman, but Reeves is, is like separate. What? Yeah, <laughs> so and bring back I, Michael Keaton, and then all this bro. other shit. Do what y'all gotta do is what I'll say. Do what you gotta do. It's not working though. But um, all right. Let's get into some other questions from the audience. Okay, this person here says, "Do you think the Superman and Lois TV show getting positive reactions and reviews and a good kind of boost in the ratings was one of the reasons why they announced the Superman reboot?" Personally, I don't think so i mean the cw has always been its own separate thing i personally don't really watch it that much i know it has its fans and i'm not saying it's bad or anything by any means it's just not my cup of tea personally but i mean the cw has been around forever like arrow started way back in what the late 2000s early 2010s and it's had Mm -hmm. you know they've had like for instance we just got like a new superwoman casting too nothing to do with the cw green arrows over um what is the other one like legends of tomorrow whatever that's ending soon too we have like batwoman and stuff like that we had gotham you know all these different things that just really didn't have any impact whatsoever on these heroes you know in a larger sense in regard to like their Mm. movies and stuff so i'm happy for it honestly because the cw seems to only have a particular audience that really likes its shows but this show actually seems to be liked by most people. So I'm happy for them, but I really don't think it had much of an impact at all. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I mean, it's a good it's a good kind of guess to see, you know, looking at like past reactions and stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I don't think uh, the, 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 the CW stuff, which I've listen, I'll commend that. Whether you like the shows or not, I mean they're they're all connected and it's and it's seamlessly connected. Better job well. than their movies are doing. The better job than their movies, as far <laughs> as like I'll I'll commend that any day. Their animated stuff is always fantastic. Yeah. I love a lot of their animated movies. I just don't know what is going on with the movie side. Um, and you have good. I'm not talking about Warner Brothers movies, as far as like, because uh, like I remember I remember I, I remember every when I said that they're like one of the worst studios as far as like what's what they do behind the scenes. I'm not talking about the quality of their movies. I'm talking about how things are handled on the business side. I mean, you cannot look at everything that's gone on since like last, since like 2017 actually, mm-hmm. and tell me that, that that's just not the case, you know? And even with as far as uh, the, the superhero stuff, the DC stuff, the movie side has been a mess and um, you know, they have their hits and stuff and of course dark nine and all that stuff but like since 2016 it's been a cluster fuck um oh yeah but you can take you can take a few things out of a messed up machine you know a few good things out of a messed up machine like a like a one the first wonder woman and even man man of steel to some people and then like uh you know like a shazam and birds of prey like you can take a few good 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 stuff from it but um as a whole and as a cohesive storytelling it's just it's it's not it. And then I hear the Snyder Cut's got to end with a cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting choice. I, I guess so. Um, it's me. So I don't know. Uh, hey, one thing I actually wanted to bring up to you t- uh, yeah. today. This is, this is going to be a shocker to you. Okay. I'm saying. But 
I am getting excited for the Snyder Cut. No way. <laughs> That's awesome. I I am. never would have expected to hear those words coming from your mouth. After all the times we've spent, what, with the Hero Hour, I think like almost every show we've done so far, at least the first few, were all about the Snyder Cut. And I don't know if I've heard you say one positive thing, aside from the <laughs> fact that you were happy for Zack Snyder himself because of the personal tragedy he suffered that he was getting this yeah. fair shot. But you were never excited for the movie at all. So this is quite shocking, actually. You know, because, listen, I do the show with Hannah, and she's like, I'm not watching this thing. It ain't happening. And I'm <laughs> like, and I'm like, ah, okay, you know, I get it. But, you know, even after BVS, I was still pumped for the future. You know what yeah. I mean? I was still pumped. And it looked like it was going to be his they were giving him kind of the helms to do a lot of this. Like he was going to be like their Joss Whedon slash Feige kind of because of the way they were, they were hyping up his vision of the future, Um, which I wouldn't have enjoyed because I mean, all the, all these characters would have been angry motherfuckers, but (laughs) (laughs) sorry, but we'll see them all now for four straight hours. Yes. Listen, (laughs) listen, 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 listen. When BBS came out, I, I, I was I wasn't like I never said when like when it first came out when I didn't have a podcast I never said this sucks I said what to a lot of other things in the movie but I loved Batman mm-hmm. and everyone gets on me about not liking the killing but I know okay I I don't like it all right but I love the idea of making Batman scary. Yeah, I agree. And intimidating. And I was like, bro, that was when they announced like, okay, Affleck is directing a Batman movie. And I was like, oh my God, yes. And he's going to be the Dark Knight. And there's already a Dark Knight movie, of course. But listen, you cannot tell me that you were ever intimidated by Christian Bale. I know you wasn't. He's a nerd. No. He's, He's short. He, you know, I mean, see, he's not in, you didn't get intimidated by Christian Bale. Yeah, he's doing his, his like in the corner shadow stuff. But Ben Affleck, this big hulking Batman who's going to break your jaw. I said, I am so excited for this because I was just excited for the future. I was. And then Wonder Woman was coming out. I was excited for Suicide Squad after that amazing trailer, the Comic Con one. Yeah. I was excited for Superman, even though they just killed him. I know he's got to come back. <laughs> I did still think it was too early for a Justice League movie, oh, but I was ex- I was excited for whatever they were doing. And then everything happened in 2017. He vanished. He left. And then they did all the bullshit. And then we got this new story, that new story, this new someone is fired. This person's hired, fired and hired, reboot this new character the joker movie they, you know what i'm saying it's a disaster oh, but yeah. the only reason why the only reason that, that that i hated the whole snyder cut shit was just the fan base yeah and i'm talking about you guys himself, right in that interview yeah i'm not talking about you guys i'm not talking about manda who's like she's the biggest snyder snyder cut person of the podcast right and some people, I've gotten questions from, like, friends who listen, like my friends at home who listen, and they, they follow everyone on Twitter, and they're like, oh, bro, you know you know the, that, 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 that Amanda person that you brought into the podcast, like a huge Snyder fan. I was like, yeah, so what? 
I never got toxic vibes from Manda. You know what I mean? Never. I've never gotten. To, we've had someone on the podcast years ago. I don't know if you remember this. Were you here? I think you were here. It was years ago. Mm-hmm. And she was insane with this. She was like, she was a toxic fan. And she had yeah. to go. So I'm getting excited because I fucking miss these people. You know, Cavill is vanishing. And I keep looking at that shot where he's just going in on somebody with that ray, that that heat ray with mm-hmm. the black suit. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm thinking about Ben, ben Affleck again. Some of the, the movie feels nostalgic to me. I don't know why, but it feels nostalgic that I'm going to go back into 2016 DC. And quite frank, I would much rather that DC before they just fucking fluffled everything. Because at least there was something there as far as a vision, you know? Yeah. There was Even when you have a, sh- a direction, even when you have a Aquaman, a Shazam, a Birds of Prey, still at the end of those movies, I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? I never felt that with those movies, even with the, even with the little Superman cameo. I never felt that with those movies. Like, where do we go as a universe from here? I still mm-hmm. had the where do we go after BVS and after Suicide Squad. I did. I had the, okay, we're, we know where we're going, and we're going to, we're leading up to Dark Side, and we're leading up to these people and Superman coming back and this, that, and the third, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to be back in all of that again, if that I makes agree. sense. So, yeah, no, definitely. And I like cape shit stuff. And I said that this morning. I thought I like cape shit stuff, and I want to see some superheroes again. Like, you know, WandaVision's great, but I want to see superheroes again, be super superheroes and mighty and fighting bad guys and taking out demons and stuff like that. So it's just going to be it's gonna be a nice escape, you know, from, you know, that's what I, it's four hours. I bitched about the four hours. I still am. It's ridiculous. But I'm just excited to be back in superhero especially dc i've never i i was excited to get back into the realm of dc again and stuff so yeah i'm excited i'm gonna watch it day of that's good so i'm excited for you i'm excited that you're excited (laughs) appreciate that all right this person here says the snyder cut are you guys watching theaters or at home i home i can't do the fucking four hours in theaters i just can't it's not happening um i don't even think it's playing in my theater even if it was though i don't think i could sit through the four like the only movie i think i'd be willing to sit through in a movie theater for that long would be like if i was to sit and watch lord of the rings the return of the king extended cut in theaters like if i had that opportunity where i didn't when it came out because it was oh three and i was like four or five i would definitely go see that in a theater but i do not think i would be sitting through this in a theater as of right now i think my show times in my theater are showing dates up until the 16th and they currently mm-hmm. don't have anything for the Snyder cut. I doubt they'll show it though. Cause I don't think they're going to sell many tickets for a four hour movie at our local theater in our small little area. So I'd be watching it at home either way, but even if it was an opportunity, I don't think I would do it. They are doing intermissions, I guess in theaters as well. Um, really? Like, yeah, he said he built in intermissions uh, you know, for people who are singing in theaters. So there's going to be like in the middle of the movie, I guess. Uh, they built in an intermission, which is great. Cool. Because uh, they were going to do, you know, they were going to do intermissions for Endgame until they realized, you know, there's a thousand three hour movies. You know, let's just, let's just go. Yeah. 
No, um, I, I was okay. I didn't need an intermission end game. I think that would have ruined it because I was so invested in that one, especially yeah. that first time seeing it. Like if they would have made me stop for a half an hour so, you know, little Timmy could go take a pee break, I'd be fucking pissed. So I was okay with <laughs> yeah. the three hours. Especially the first, maybe, maybe an intermission when you watch it the third time. But the first time yeah. watch, no one left the theater when I was no. Oh one. no, I don't think Everyone anyone did with stuff. me either. Yeah, no one left the theater. Like my 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 mom, who was complaining about runtime, she didn't leave. No one left for that three hours because you're too invested to, you know. Exactly. Um, this one, I I. Four hours, I think you could you could use an intermission in the middle of there. It doesn't I have to think be an so hour too. Into, but like a ten minute, get up and go bathroom yeah. and get oh, some definitely. more stuff. And it's like what they do when they when AMC does the Oscar showcase. I don't think they're doing mm-hmm. it this year, but when they do the Oscar showcase, right, where each day you do each day they like for a weekend they before the Oscars, you know, on Sunday that weekend before you know the week before the Oscars on the weekend they do. They show all of the movies, you know, um, and it's like back to back. So you'll start with like, you know, I, I went to like two years, like a year or two ago. And, you know, you start off with like Dunkirk. Then you go to like this movie and then Black Panther. And then after like the after like the second movie, you take like an, an intermission and you right. like do like a half hour. You go get lunch or do what you got to do, then come back. And that's if that's after two movies, that's like about what, two hours? each yeah. so that's about four hours i mean so yeah i think yeah. you could use an intermission for a four-hour movie um i can see it but after every after every movie they did do like a 10 minute 15 minute kind of break bathroom concessions and stuff so i think about a 10 minute intermission is good but i don't know i, I would love to see the spectacle on the big screen but um I, i'm i'm limited on what i'm choosing to go to the theaters for like i haven't been to the, the- last time i went to the theaters was for a tenant yeah, so, last time I went was back in October, I think. Yeah, um, it was yeah. September with Alex, and we saw Tenet, and it was the IMAX one. And the only one I want to do that for, not even Snyder Cut, the only one I want to do that for is fucking uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, uh, if that shows up my theaters, which I assume it would, I think I'll be going to see that. I mean, my theater, again, like, you know, you live in Boston, right? And that's a pretty big area. So, like, my area <laughs> is super small. It's one of the smallest spots in Canada and yeah. it, with my little community and stuff like that, we have so many protocols in place. It's like when you go to the theater, it's assigned seating for every seat. So you go, you pick your, it's in pairs of two. So you go, you pick your two seats and then there's about six seats before the next set of two people. And that's only every second row. So like yeah. there's, you know, a ton of space between you and the next person. So, you know, I, I'm comfortable with going to our theater. I think that the protocols are, are good enough that I am okay with going there and take my mask off and eating my popcorn and enjoying my movies. Yeah, I think I might. I think I'm, I think that's the one me and Alex are going to go to is the uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Snyder kind of might just stay home, take my breaks when I need to. Exactly. Um, my, my TV's my TV's big enough. The only thing I'm worried about is that damn aspect ratio they're doing. Oh, for yeah. This. I, that's, why? I don't like that very much. Oh, it's like a... Am I watching a box? What's exactly. what is this? Am I watching the lighthouse? I'm saying that's what the aspect ratio was for the lighthouse. It was like all small mm-hmm. and I don't know. This is a this is a spectacle, and I want to see it. It's I want to like, I want choice. it to be white. I don't even like when like Marvel does the widescreen. Fuck, I hate that so much. I um because like when you have like a like a what sixty inch TV, like I want it all filled, and the only one where it's filled because they filmed with IMAX cameras was, was Infinity War. 
So but actually, the Avengers. If you, if you watch the uh, the Avengers, oh, the, the first one, right? That whole one's in is full screen the whole movie too, which is so satisfying. Yeah. When I saw when I went to IMAX and I saw Avengers Infinity War, it was me, Alex, and Christina. That the movie was just full. The whole oh, screen yeah. was full. Oh, it was beautiful, man. It was like one of the, my it was my favorite movie theater experience. Okay, so yeah, so when we were watching like Infinity War, it was like full as far as the full screen. It was like an amazing experience. And then going switching over to Endgame, uh, the movie starts with that half screen. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it still looks good. It's not like it doesn't take me out of it, but I do like a full screen. It's like when WandaVision. WandaVision does the same thing where like for some reason they love that widescreen. But so like when they're in the hex and Wanda is doing all the sitcom stuff, it's full screen. Yeah, and then like when they go into like the real world, it's the widescreen, and I said, "Well, dude, I guess." But um, yeah, so I don't know why they're doing that Snyder Cut aspect ratio thing that they're doing for the thing. So I'm I'm gonna watch it at home, and we'll see we'll see how it goes. All right, we have a couple of other questions here. This person here says, I am nervous that the WandaVision finale won't be as big or special that everyone's making it out to be. Um, I think that's more so on the fault of the fans, honestly. And a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I think who tweeted it? Hell, it might have even been you. I can't remember. But the biggest thing with WandaVision is the fact that the fans are disappointing themselves. They're doing it to themselves because they're setting up these theories and these expectations in their own mind. And then when the show doesn't do exactly what they had mm-hmm. theorized it was going to do, they're pissed off. They're like, oh my God, like wasted opportunity. Why'd you do that? Wow. That's so mm-hmm. dumb. It's because it's exact. It's not exactly what they expected it to be. I think people need to realize that like theories are just theories. It's fun to theorize. It should be enjoyable to theorize with your friends and, and speculate. But that doesn't mean that it's that's what they are doing with the show. So people got to realize, right? Like it's fun to do, but it you know it's not set in stone. Like the show is already done. It's already, oh excuse me, it's already filmed, and um, you know it, it is yep. what it is. And the fact that people are freaking out and getting mad because the show isn't turning out exactly the way that they thought it was going to be, to me, is just it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I agree. I I said. Listen, I, I've been saying this for like two weeks now. I said, I think once Agatha was revealed and then I really started thinking about it, I was like, dude, I think this is it. As far as like big kind of moments from the show, we had a big moment in the last episode. Spoilers for episode eight. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. But spoiler warning, they revealed White Vision, you know, on Black History Month, by the way. What's going on here? I'm just joking. But uh, they revealed him. And I said, okay. And then the last shot was, you know, Agatha and Wanda kind of looking like they're about to go at it. And I think besides maybe, listen, I think what we're going to get is a post credit and it's going to be Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole show, as far as the episode, is 50 minutes and they're going to wrap everything up as far as the show. There's not going to be any more other reveals. And that's it. And I'm totally fine with that. But I know if this show on Thursday, I mentioned this a few days ago as far as March being a bloodbath, starting with last night, and kind of was a little crazy on Twitter after last night. Not too bad, but a little bit crazy. I know 
that if there is not like a huge something kerfuffle on Thursday's episode and it's not like a grand big battle and Avengers type of stuff, Mm -hmm. Twitter is going to be up in flames. I know it. I just know it as far as like theories and everyone. I know it. So... I love this show enough to that, like, where whatever happens, it's fine. I've accepted the no Mephisto thing. I ain't gonna, you know, if it happens, I'm gonna be super excited. If it doesn't, okay, because I'm not expecting a thing from this finale besides some solid storytelling and them wrapping up the story. When I saw the runtime, when I'm when I'm noticing how everything's kind of flowing, I said this is it, and they're gonna be there's gonna be probably a fight, a small fight with Wanda, Vision, the kids, Agatha, you know, Photonica, mm-hmm. Monica, the White Vision. That's it. I think this yeah. is it. And I don't think Doctor Strange is gonna just randomly appear. Uh, I think he's going to be in a post credit because it leads the show leads into those movies and stuff. So exactly. Um, yeah, I'm excited still, but yeah, I don't. I'm telling people, I'm I'm kind of a warning, like, dude, if you're expecting end game level and this that for some reason, my gut is telling me it ain't happening. No, I so. think they're focused for this <laughs> one, and what I like is is the fact that they're they're telling their own story like they're obviously it's all world building it's marvel that's what they do but the fact it's that they're telling their own isolated story so i'm not expecting this big huge reveal and like you said like oh all of a sudden all the avengers start running in to help her and you know (laughs) it's not going to be this big end game avengers level event and like you said little post-credit scene might just kind of link it ever so slightly more to doctor strange and the multiverse of badness but i really do think that their main focus with this show is to tell their own story. And that's what I like about it is the fact that every episode ends with a cliffhanger or ends with a post credit scene for the next episode, not for Doctor Strange or not for, you know, tying in further with the X-Men universe or not with Spider-Man 3 or something like that. They're just, they're telling their own isolated story. And I like that. It almost reminds me of old school Marvel where, you know, if you look at phase one, all those movies were their own stories. They told the story beginning, middle, and end, and then it ended with a little post-credit scene, like you were saying with Doctor Strange, that links it to the greater universe. So I'm getting like really old school Marvel vibes here, where they're you know they're mm-hmm. very much so telling an isolated story. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I'm, that's what I said. I said I said this like four weeks ago with the live show. The receipts are there. I said no matter how they end. Like, you know, I am gonna, you know, I think I'm still gonna like it, but I know when it comes to theorizing <laughs> with other like big movies, like remember with the Rise of Skywalker and, yes. and The Last Jedi and everyone was like, oh, Ray's gonna be this and it just didn't happen and everyone turned. Um, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen, but I feel like it does because it's that's how life is now. Yeah, there's gonna Maybe. be discourse no matter what, right? Like it's exactly like we were just saying earlier, right? The theories and when the theories don't play out exactly how each individual was thinking it was going to, then they're just going to flop out and hop on Twitter and angry rant. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, we'll see. So, um, all right, real quickly, let's go to these last, last two person here says, could good, could Godzilla versus Kong be the first major box office since the start of the pandemic? Like opening, I I presume. Okay. So let's go down. Uh, tenant did about 20 wonder woman in 1984 did about 16. And then we just and then like the crews like ten, and then we just had Tom and Jerry do do thirteen point seven. Do I think uh, Godzilla versus Kong can get past that twenty million and do like a twenty five or a thirty? I think it could. 
Okay. I think it could. I see a lot of bros going to this movie. Larry hates the term, I get it, but like it's very you know <laughs> masculine. And I see a yeah. lot of dudes going to see this. The trailer is like blowing up on uh, on YouTube. I I you know of course you still have the HBO Max thing, but I was talking to Larry last night and I was like, bro, I don't the the HBO Max thing feels like they're not hitting it well as far as like letting people know that it's an option to go do that instead. So I think it could get at least I think I don't think it will happen. I think if you could if you want to go ballsy and go yeah. with the hype of listen, COVID's getting better, I guess, around here, vaccinations and stuff. Almost like fifty million has like their second vaccination shot or stuff right. like that. So yeah, I think and most of them are like people, you know, people who work in hospitals and they're like older people. So, you know, how many older people are really going to go see Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> but I, I, I think the bros and the people and the casuals, I think they're going to I think they're going to come out for the movie. And I'm looking at it at least by at least 25. OK, Interesting. So, yeah, you, I think you, I would be on the same page. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it does because I miss blockbusters being like the, the helm of the box office and getting theaters yeah. back into normal again, you know? So, it's sad. Yeah, You're I would talking be about such small numbers being like, oh, it might hit 20, might hit 25. Like, I think know. back, right? A year ago, a year and a half ago, the box office numbers, we'd be theorizing and, you know, that 20 or 25 million would be like fifth place or like yeah, lower. Yeah, it'd be a bomb. A bomb. And now like, that would be know, the biggest box office since the pandemic, which is just absolutely nuts to me. Like Godzilla versus Kong was made like no Godzilla King of the Monsters did about like fifty something and it was like considered a bomb because oh, yeah. of how, how big the first one was and exactly. Skull Island. But a Godzilla versus Kong, I mean Larry back in the day were like, Oh my god, yeah, that could do at least like over a hundred because of those you know, that trailer was they the the way the trailer was made, it was very like this is the movie of the summer. This is the blockbuster of the summer. This yeah. is like the two titans going against each other, you know? And yeah, I would be really, really pumped if it did do that much as far as like pandemic wise. So I think it has a chance. I think it has a chance. Yeah. All I'm right. Last you. thing. Like you said too, it's just so big. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. too big to fail almost. That's the last thing I wanted to say. Right. I mean, obviously the pandemic's still going on, but like you said, vaccines are rolling out. Theaters are opening back up. Like even you said, you haven't been there since Tenet. You're willing to go see, you know, the movie. I said I haven't been yeah. since October. I'm willing to go see the movie, right? So if there's, you know, it's true, any other people with our mindset, which it seems like it is, it was their most viewed trailer, whatever, or in a very long time, and you know, it, it's blowing up, right? And the hype is there. And I think the director too is the last thing I kind of want to add that he's doing a good job because a lot of people are theorizing, oh, it's just going to be Batman v Superman. They're going to fight for 10, 15 minutes. Then they're going to team up to take down a bigger threat. But this director, who's Adam Wingard, I think, he is mm-hmm. 110% selling that, like, no, there is going to be a definitive winner. So I think that's got a lot Kong. of people interested. And Wait. there's another one, right? Then we got the more the Twitter discourse of Team Kong versus Team oh, Godzilla. Yeah. And then when one is still standing and the other one has fallen at the end of that movie – can guarantee that twitter is gonna blow up once again you know what's crazy about that at first i was like dude this is so much fun this like quote-unquote discourse for this movie everyone is just having fun and just blah 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 and yeah. you know you're well, what team were you kong i think i am like, yes sir i am Kong. okay and i'm godzilla <laughs> ah you know and me you know we're all fight it's playful and i was like this is so much fun i wish twitter was like this all the time and then like a week goes by 
And it's like, I'm seeing legitimately, if you think that I'm just like, bruh, like, can I get a break? It's, it's, it's two kaijus. What are we doing here? Like, man. So if there is a, if like Kong wins, is gonna be oh i can't believe they just sacrificed godzilla for kong and, and they didn't want to why did they do this and i'm just like Bruh, i don't know man yeah crazy. it was fun for a second and then everyone else came out to play and then i was like oh okay you uh-huh. ruined the fun yeah just the, that's how it goes around here all right <laughs> uh last thing i want to get into is this poll for um the the month of march and everything that's coming out i asked everyone what they are most excited for the options were wanted the wandavision finale justice league the snyder cut uh godzilla versus kong and falcon and winter soldier and with 55 percent the wandavision finale really listen 55. y'all 55 wow. per- listen y'all you ain't gonna get the Fantastic Four. It ain't happening. <laughs> just remember the aerospace engineer. I was just about was to say geek. that. It was a geek. It was like some random lady. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was freaking out. Everyone's so convinced that that's not the actual aerospace engineer. That yeah, that was like, just someone speaking on their behalf, type thing. And like people, like I was like it was. Life. She said, "There, there, they are." And it was just some blokes. Yeah, <laughs> that they gave her the thing and. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what you can. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're wrong. But like, fifty-five percent of the one division finale, eleven percent went to uh, Justice League. Godzilla versus Kong got twenty-one percent, and the Falcon and Winter Soldier got thirteen percent. So surprisingly, Justice League was the lowest one. On the I don't think that. I don't think that means anything. But no, yeah. it was a quick little poll, right? That's all. And a quick little poll. Like thirty-eight <laughs> votes. Thirty-eight votes. Not like it's like a million. And no, like, exactly. Oh, this. You know, thirty-eight. 38 blokes from all of our friends and whatnot so yeah all right uh everyone that is it for today's show um great show i i i would say i really appreciate you guys all for listening if you listen to this uh, the show this far really really appreciate it brett as always i really appreciate you for doing this show with me and yeah i want you to let everyone know they could follow you yeah of course and as you know Dwayne, it's a pleasure as always love these shows looking forward to next week and i too want to thank everyone for listening obviously we know that this show isn't necessarily the most consistent but we always have a blast doing a kicking back and laughing right and discussing and theorizing so it's always a good time happy to be here you know proud co-host here so uh finding me though anywhere else you can find me on youtube twitter facebook instagram all of that is at bam tube tv Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemania94. The podcast you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Uh, guys, Brett and I are going to be back next Monday because that'll be after the finale of WandaVision. So we're going to have to talk about it and stuff and maybe get into some more news that's going to happen this week. We'll see what comes out. As far as news go, take some more of your questions next week as well. I like this show because it feels like a very down kind of show, like Mm -hmm. grounded. And that's how they always were back in the day when we did them on Sundays. They're very just shoot the shit and take some some questions and we'll talk about it. It's the morning coffee time. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, All righty, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. Uh, I guess schedule for today. uh, We should have a review up soon for Ray on the Last Dragon. And uh, we have Cinemania Live later on tonight with myself and Hannah. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Brett. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.